begin this evening, we're going to remember December 59 and a tragic incident that has been immortalised in song. 61 years ago this week, this tragedy occurred during a lifeboat rescue mission in St Andrews Bay on the east coast of Scotland. Colin Flynn has the story behind the lifeboat Mona. Remember December 59 The howling winds and the driving rain Remember the gallant men who drowned on the lifeboat Mona was her name. It was 1959 in December and I was feeding my nine-month-old son chocolate pudding in Pearly, Surrey. That's American folk singer and songwriter Peggy Seeger, sister of the late Pete Seeger. She was living in Surrey in the UK and was feeding her newborn son when she heard a newsflash on the radio about a lifeboat that had sank off the coast of Scotland. Uh, And he had chocolate pudding all over his face. And uh, we had a little radio... This is the BBC Home Service. Here is the news read by Brian Martin. And we were listening to the radio and they were talking about the lifeboat having been lost. The news was about a lifeboat called Mona, which had capsized off the coast of Dundee, claiming all eight lives on board. I was just absolutely stricken because there I was, as happy as I'd been in my life with my son and a new partner, uh, Ewan McCall. And there were eight men drowned in the North Sea. I just was completely stricken. And so I handed the feeding spoon to Ewan and just wrote the song down. It just came out. It just came out right just like that. Remember December 59 The howling winds and the driving rain Remember the gallant men who drowned As Peggy put pen to paper, she was not only writing the song, she was also writing the tragedy into history by immortalising what had happened on that cold, dark and stormy night, 400 miles away in Dundee. There have been many different versions and covers of the song, but probably the most famous was by Luke Kelly and the Dubliners. Murray, tell me about the lifeboat Mona. The lifeboat Mona was a 47-foot Watson-class lifeboat. Um, she came on station in Broughty Ferry in 1935. Up until That's Murray Brown. He's the coxswain or captain at Broth Ferry Lifeboat, and he's been on the team there for just over 30 years. Dundee was a very, very busy port, and we do have a really nasty piece of water, the Tay, down at the bottom. The North Sea can be unforgiving, 
and on the night of the 8th of December 1959, it certainly was. The night that she did go out, um, the weather forecast um, of that night was exceptionally severe southeasterly gale. It's just a washing machine of water. Just horrendous white water, I believe. A distress call had been sent out from the North Car Lightship, which was reported adrift in St Andrews Bay. They thought that they were drifting. Um, they thought they'd broken an anchor and requested help at the back of two o'clock in the morning. They requested the launch of the Mona to go and rescue the, the crew of it. And at around 3 a.m., the lifeboat Mona slid down the ramp and crashed into the roaring sea and started to make its way to the ship. The boat slipped at 3.13 in the morning into this horrendous, exceptionally severe southeasterly gale. And Murray, what about the eight men who were on the lifeboat that night? Who were they and where were they from? They're all volunteers. It was a little village, so a lot of them were... Um, there was the Greaves, that was father and son, I think it was. Um, and they would all know each other, but they were all, you know, seamen. Some of them were fishermen in Arbroath and, or had been fishermen in Arbroath. And um, yeah, a lot of fathers, brothers, sons lost that day. And lifeboats, of course, built to endure stormy seas. But just how bad would the conditions have been on the North Sea that night? If, if you go to the beach and you watch waves, Waves have a tendency to roll in um, in sort of one direction and you can sort of judge them. Where they, these guys were going, there, were just, there would be no direction to the waves. It would just be here, there, everywhere. E- easiest way to describe it is a washing machine. So she continues on, headed for the North Car Lightship. Is there much known about what that journey was like for the boat and for the crew? The last radio message from the boat was at 4.48 a.m. Um, and they would go down the river, uh, running basically east or trying to run east till they, they sort of cleared the sand or try and clear the sandbars and then they would turn south to run down to where or try and run down to where the north car was. And somewhere in that, fusion of seas and turning right, the reckon is uh, where she capsized. It must have been a horrendous night for them and a horrendous ride down that river. They set their boat against the main The wind's so hard and the sea's so rough We'll never see land or home again when did the community of Broth Ferry realise that something had gone terribly wrong? It was actually um, a hotel worker who had gone out for a walk um, in the early hours of the morning, sort of in daylight along the beach um, at Barry Budden, which is it's an army training camp, but he'd gone for a walk and he discovered the Mona lying on her side. In the morning on Carnoustie Beach, the Mona and her crew did lie. Remember December 59. And what about the crew on board? Were all the bodies recovered? Seven of the guys were recovered. One guy, um, George Watson, he was never found. He's never ever been found. 
Five lay drowned in the cabin there Two were washed up on the shore Eight men died when the boat capsized And the eighth is lost forevermore Remember December Peggy, what was it when you were feeding your newborn chocolate pudding and you heard the news of the Mona come through on the wireless that made you want to write this song? I don't know. I, I had sung about disasters, um, ones that I learned when I, in my teens because I was, I was a sponge for learning new songs. And we have a lot of disaster songs in America. Having a child kind of attaches you to the world in a new way. And for some reason, I just felt, you know, there's eight families now who, who've lost someone they love, someone they need, uh, and someone who were, do- were doing a selfless job. The wind's so hard, the sea's so rough, we'll never see land or home again. Uh, remember the men who leave the land and the men who will never come back again. They are amazing, the people who do that, who do that. They are extraordinary people. Remember the gallant men who drowned. The loss of the eight gallant men was a huge blow to the community. Oh, I mean, um, yeah, because everybody, of the eight guys that were on the boat, everybody in Brody Ferry will have known them sort of thing. And, you know, there was father and son and stuff like that. So, yeah, devastating, devastating for Brody Ferry. Two weeks later, the city of Bradford 2 lifeboat was brought up to Broughty Ferry and put on station, and 38 men signed up to be crew of that lifeboat two weeks after the loss of it. So I think it says a lot for the men of Broughty Ferry. Murray Brown and his crew now continue the work today, always ready to answer the call of a distressed sailor and head out on the North Sea. And as for the lifeboat Mona itself, while it was never put back into service, and honouring an old seafaring tradition if a boat was thought to be cursed, the Mona was set on fire and burnt. The entire crew of the lifeboat Mona perished on that night, but the memory of those men and what happened will live on through the song forevermore. Remember December 59, the lifeboat Mona was her name. I liked Luke Kelly's rendition of it, by the way. I thought it was very sensitive. Five lay drowned in the cabin there. Two were washed out on the shore. Eight men died when the boat capsized and the eighth is lost forevermore. And that must be the hardest one. The last is lost forevermore. howling winds and driving rain Remember the gallant men who drowned on the lifeboat Mona was her name. Remember December 59, the howling wind and the driving rain. The men who leave the land behind and the men who never see land again. Remember December 59, the howling wind
Colin Flynn was reporting there on the story behind the lifeboat Mona, which capsized with the loss of its entire crew of eight men 61 years ago this week.